0: How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. As always, I am your Fearless host Jamie Filer, and I am joined today by Amanda Voisen of uh, AJF Studios. Hello, hello! Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure is mine. I am surprising you with today's topic. Um, it's money. It's money because I think it's something that we don't discuss enough. Obviously, the program is called TRM 10K, and you know platinum is for a certain level as well, but. Uh, we don't talk about it with each other, right? We don't share wins anymore about money. And I'm always so curious, especially with high achievers such as yourself, where we even get our ideas about money versus wealth versus income. So I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna uh, dive into your brain a little bit. Talk to me about how you grew up relative to money? What was it like being in your house with your parents? How, what did they teach you about money? This is a good topic. I, I didn't know this
2: was the topic at all. So this is exciting. Um, to be completely honest, as far as upbringing goes, I would I would say I was quite lucky. To be frank, I didn't really have to think about money very much as a kid because we were well off right like we were able to go on family vacations it was never a stressful thing in our household and i recognize a lot of people don't have that privilege right Um, that said my my father's a frugal guy (laughs) He's he's a wise guy financially so very much from a young age even though my parents could afford it and all of that nature we still had you know if we wanted a piece of clothing that wasn't necessary or a toy that that wasn't a christmas gift or something else right we had an allowance Mm -hmm. we had chores around the house even before we could get a job and we had to earn money that we could then spend on those extra little things right um i had my first job at 14
1: before oh okay so wait was that was that your choice in order to make more or was that your parents saying hey we've been funding this for the last 14 years go get some responsibility it was a
2: combination of both right like i recognized by that time that in order to get those extra things those non-essentials i had to save for it
1: smart okay
2: but i also my parents also emphasized how important it was to to make something of yourself and to work for a living and to get that experience as well. So a combination of both, but that was a value I would say that was very much in my life Mm -hmm. from a young age.
1: So once you started making money at 14, how did your parents teach you a how to save it and, or, or B, did they talk to you about how to spend it? Or were they like, no, Amanda's 14. She chose to get her own job. She can, she can do whatever she wants with her money. She can burn it for all we care Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean it was definitely I'll
2: admit they did give me the tools but it was definitely something I learned myself through trial and error again Mm -hmm. simply because I didn't have that upbringing I think where I had to to save for essentials right yeah Um, so I was used to if I wanted a new shirt and I was going out and I didn't know what to wear I'd buy a new shirt right it wasn't a second thought and it was over time as I got older and I started to take on more responsibility you know Paying for rent, paying for my own bills—all of a sudden, you realize, oh crap! There actually is some validity to all of this uh-huh. smart with money talk,
1: you know? Sure, sure, of course, I love that. So, um, talk to me about your definitions growing up and and now. Remind me again how old you are? I'm twenty nine, okay. newly twenty nine. Okay, um, wealth versus income. How do you see it? i mean
2: to be i I think this has changed a lot over the years but i would say now in my mind i see income as more like the logical you know looking at profit versus expenses um looking at things from a logical lens right what you use to pay for your essentials things of that nature when someone is wealthy i mean i see that as having having the freedom to do those extra things that bring you experiences
1: more than I think. Uh, I like that. So would you classify yeah. that as, as luxuries?
2: Yeah. Like I would say, for example, you know, one day when I have a family and kids, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't want to just have enough money to be able to pay the bills. I want to be able to take them on vacations and take them on day trips and give them those experiences that we can share. And I yeah. feel like that is when you're truly wealthy, when you can do those extra things to add to the lives of the people you love, beyond I just love. the essentials.
1: I love that. I love that you added to the lives of people you love, right? Because now it's no, I mean, could I buy myself an expensive shirt that I don't need? Absolutely. But does it bring me joy to buy Katie that shirt Mm -hmm. even more so, right? That's the, that's the point. So let's talk. You mentioned the word profit Mm -hmm. and, and you know, it must be hard because you have an overhead that a lot of us don't. I certainly don't. I pay a mortgage, but so do you. You also have a brick and mortar. So talk to me about what profit means and how you learned essentially how to calculate it with the expense of a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. I mean, I
2: think it comes down at the end of the day to being mindful of, like I've I've always used basic Excel Excel spreadsheets to be completely honest. not? very useful that way. Um, But I think it comes down to, like, how profitable you are in the moment and also what your potential is for growth, right? Like, I absolutely recognize if I were to have gone the route of only online coaching, would I save money technically now because I wouldn't have a gym? Absolutely, because rent costs something. Hydro, all those bills cost something, right? Upkeep of equipment, all of that jazz. But at the same time, it, I love it because it allows me to grow in a different way long term, right? Like people are able to drive by on the street and see my studio and reach out to me because they saw me. Um, I'm able to build a concrete reputation of sorts, right, in my community and host live events and all of those things. So I think, you know, profitability obviously is crucial for, right. for survival as a business and to be able to grow and have that luxury, but I, I also absolutely take into consideration what my growth opportunities are down the line
1: as I well. Love that. You know? I love that. Um, when you say growth opportunities, what does that mean to you? I have a whole vision mapped out, my friend. So I have a whole
2: vision. So right now of course my studio, for example, is private one on one coaching. Yep. Right? Yep. But growing an in person space, a physical, you know, community in person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's the opportunity to hold, host more regular events, workshops, seminars, um, host group classes, add other people to my you know network, physical massage therapists, physiotherapists who work on site as well, right? Like, there are yeah. all, those, all those opportunities for growth in a physical sense as a community. And yeah. that's really what I'm truly after is that community feel in person.
1: Right? Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so great. And and the first thing that came to mind was honestly, like you recently hosted, uh, I believe it was seven women who are on the AJF team and you brought them all together for a photo shoot and a video shoot, right? At AJF studios. I mm-hmm. mean, how, I wouldn't, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but how weird would it have been if you got those seven women together and your two employees and then taking them to like pure muscle and fitness and be like, knock, knock, knock. Hey guys, can we use your gym? Mm-hmm. You like so great that you have your own studio that you can do that. Um, now let's talk about spending versus saving because, you know, obviously you have Selena, who's your essentially full-time admin. Um, Mm -hmm. that was probably other than rent. That was, that is probably your next biggest expense, right? Or she might even, she's probably more than your rent, right? Um, not close, close. Okay. But yes, that's absolutely another big expense, for sure. How did you decide to, you know, essentially take on another mouth to feed, knowing that would cut into your profit?
2: I mean, honestly, again, and I was having this conversation with my fiance a week or two ago, incidentally. Again, it's about weighing what's going to bring you profit right now and what's going to make you the most money right now versus what's going to allow you to grow to scale even bigger in the long term. Yeah. Right. Um, Yep. And you know, again, if I was just looking at at income presently, right, I probably wouldn't have opened a gym because that's it costs a lot of money to buy all. Yeah, you're not not wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yep. But I was also thinking, okay, like even though this is an expense right now, what is it going to allow me to do that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise? So, and Selena's no different, right? If I was trying to single-handedly plan team events, plan a team photo shoot, manage three social media pages, manage a Facebook group. There's no way. Absolutely no way. So all of those things are made possible because I invest in her.
1: Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the same can be said for the recent new assistant coach that you hired, right. Who is essentially bringing you more money by bringing you in more people, even though she is an expense absolutely and same thing right when i first of course any new staff you bring on
2: you have to go through an onboarding process which you pay them for right so yep. it's an additional expense um you know having business cards made for her paying for a domain for a web uh an email linked to my website for her yep. right all of those things are additional costs up front but again where is it going to allow me to grow right it's going to yep. allow ajf to serve that many more people And it's going to allow us to get to a place where we can bring on another coach and then another, and then I no longer am tied to the studio, Dawn Till Dusk. I have more time freedom. So again, I I try to look at just at the present profitability currently, but also, you know, my future trajectory and where it's going to get me long-term.
1: So now let's talk about saving because Mm -hmm. again, with two human beings, you have your uh, rent studio, right? I know that you buy Magnum supplements wholesale, right? To keep them mm-hmm. stocked in your gym. Yet another expense because it's not guaranteed that they're going to sell. You have to buy in bulk and just hope that people pick up Magnum, you know, today, tomorrow, this mm-hmm. week. Um, how do you save? Do you have a percentage? Do you put a certain a certain amount away each month?
2: I mean, there are certain things you have to be... Uh, smart about, and I researched this right from the beginning of being a business owner, right? Um, Obviously, you know, you have to save a percentage for income tax, you have to save your percentage of HST, right?
1: Yep. Um, Yep. There
2: there are also, of course, other life things I'm mindful of, right? I'm getting married next year, we just bought a house, we have a dog, right? There are other expenses. So again, I feel like it's, and this is an area I can absolutely still improve in don't get me wrong, but I think it's a fine balance of investing in things that will allow you to grow, like paying for a photo shoot, for example, a couple thousand dollars um, and also saving for those long-term, more personal things. You know what I mean? So I, the best way I've found to do it honestly is a percentage and having like a certain set amount on a monthly basis that is just kind of
1: set to the side, you know? That's interesting. Yes. Okay. So, I love that. I love that approach. The other side of the coin, I put away a certain amount each month in order to drive myself to try and earn enough to spend above that, right? Like, let's say that number was 20,000, then I better be freaking making at least 30 per month so that I can afford all of those things you just mentioned, right? My mortgage, Two dogs' food, uh, Katie's stuff, my stuff, uh, maybe a vacation, whatever, income tax, of course. Um, so I put away a fixed amount in order to push myself to keep going and growing that way. It, yeah, it's funny because when, like, thinking back to even a
2: year ago, two years ago, right? If yeah. someone would say, if someone would have told me, you know, you're going to be making X amount per month, over 10K, over 15K, whatever it is, right? I would have thought, oh my God, I'm gonna be balling. That's amazing. But you don't realize, right? As you're growing, there are also gonna be more expenses. So it is always that fine balance of income versus what you have to spend on a regular Um, basis.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully you have an accountant and a financial advisor that um, can definitely help you with that. Um, Out of curiosity, do you think you make more now than your parents did? At my age? Yeah. I, I, yes. That's pretty cool, huh? I'm 99% confident. Yeah. Right? Like, now that you're 29 and you have a house and you can take yourself and your fiance on vacation, you're like, wait, I wonder if my parents were legit making 20K per month. Because I am. Right? Yeah.
2: And obviously times have changed,
1: but I think relatively speaking, yeah, I I would say so. All right. All right. All right. I just want to, I wanted to end with that. We are more successful than our parents were, but again, we did it because they raised us that way, right? They prioritized our education. They gave us what we needed to thrive. We both got jobs at 14. Where did you work out of curiosity?
2: My 14 year old job. Oh, yeah. Great. I am. Um, I worked for a region of Waterloo public health.
1: Oh my God.
2: I was an anti-smoking advocate for youth. So we helped put on events that would promote okay. the dangers of tobacco. Right. Okay. Um, I actually I did. a I was in the record, the newspaper, local paper. Yeah, yeah. And I also was on interviewed on TV. This was a big moment wearing a child's Iron Man costume at a movies in the park event.
1: It was great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just thriving. We've yes. got. Oh, my God. Um, I was selling hot dogs at Blue Jays games at the the back when it was the Sky Dome. Nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I so feel that like that would, you'd have some rough experiences there. I feel.
1: Oh, absolutely. And my mom, because it was downtown Toronto, my mom would drop me off, literally park for three hours, and then pick me up again because she would not trust me to take the subway at fourteen yep. back up to where we lived. So yeah, it was it was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, let's let's stick on the topic of of mindset, but switch a little bit. How do you train? And this could definitely be its own podcast. But since we're talking about money and how we've uh, grown and evolved, how do you train what's between your ears? What do you do to refine your mind,
2: from a financial perspective or in general? From a life perspective. I mean, this is a good question because I know we recently chatted about this in a call together. Honestly, I've found more than anything, you know, I think before growing AJF, before becoming a business owner, all of that, you mm-hmm. assume that the more, the, every level you go up, you assume that you, you feel more successful, um, it gets easier, right? And oh, the yeah. truth of the matter is, the, the mindset issues you have when you're making $1,000 a month are, like, that times 10 when you're making yeah. 10,000 and 20,000. Yep. So it's one of those things where I think I've realized how important it truly is to foster a positive mindset, a mindset where you're focused on, like, the driving force and your why versus mm. overanalyzing details, right? Like, it's really easy to get in your head. Yeah. Um, awesome. And I, I know I mentioned this to you already, but oftentimes – Again, you think once you achieve a certain success, once you achieve a certain thing, you'll feel satisfied. But the truth is I've found I put far more pressure on myself now to continue to grow at a fast pace and to continue to be successful than I ever did when I yep. was working at Good Life, right? Yep. Yep. And it's, it's one of those things where, again, you have to do those things to keep yourself in a positive headspace, take time to fill your own cup, spend time with your family um, go for walks, be outdoors, do things that aren't at all related to work, right? And yeah. you have to also step back sometimes and embrace the present and recognize how far you've come
1: and celebrate it. Because we don't okay. do that enough. In- so, what does that look like for you? Do you have a gratitude journal? Do you have a regular journal? Do you have a time of day each each day that you just pause and reflect?
2: I mean, I've done a few things over the years, to be honest with you. For a long period of time. Um, particularly during lockdowns and things like that, every morning I would write down three things I was grateful for. That was yep. the first thing I did in the morning. I love that and practice. Yeah. Every evening I would write down three positive things from my day. Okay. Right. Yep. Um. That was a really great start end to the day. Yeah. I do find not looking at my phone before a certain time and not looking at it after a certain time of okay. day. Okay. So
1: setting like bookends to to screen time. I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's super helpful. Yeah.
2: Um every single weekend taking time for, you know, several hours each Saturday, Sunday to disconnect, not look at your phone and just be present and do something with your family, yeah. that's a game changer when it comes yeah. to filling your cup.
1: Right. Right, because I think it's easy to get distracted and this is what I've noticed, right? Like if I'm on my phone and 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 FOMOing about what's going on, I'm missing so much happiness. Like Mm -hmm. I chose my partner because I enjoy their company. I purchased my dogs because of the oxytocin they give me. What am I doing trying to escape a life I literally curated? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no way that whatever's on my phone is better than the two oxytocins sleeping right now in the corner and then, right? Like the beautiful blonde that I'm spending my life with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest,
2: the day of the Rogers outage,
1: the evening. Oh, yeah.
2: It was awesome. It was so nice. Friday night, right? We all got to spend a little time with our families. Yeah. There was no one waiting for a message because I literally couldn't do anything if, even if I wanted to. Andrew and I made homemade burgers on our new barbecue, watched Dave Chappelle and had a little, a little weed and it was great. <laughs> That's a,
1: we just changed the rating of this show. You know, it's not to like go completely off topic, but this is, it's true about your mindset, right? Like so I come from, uh, the Jewish religion and I've obviously not Orthodox, but I had a lot of friends who are still, uh, the way they shut off all electricity from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday was like, yes, I could, I could do it. I still could do it, but I was so jealous of it because I know that I'm not going to Right? It was great that it was forced last Friday, but You know, I think something could be said for adopting your version of the Sabbath. Uh, Even if it's four hours on a Friday night, or like you said, a couple hours on a Saturday and a couple hours on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. just disconnect and get away from what everyone else is doing and wearing and and just be present. Yeah. And
2: I think it's one of those things, right? When you're passionate about what you're doing, Mm -hmm. when you truly are excited about where your business is going and what you're able to, what you're able to do, who you're able to impact, sure. it becomes harder and harder to turn off and to remember okay. that off switch because you're immersed in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really easy when you can work from anywhere to just not ever turn off completely.
1: Right. Of course. but Yeah.
2: You notice such a distinct difference when you make the distinct effort to do that at some point every day, at some point every weekend, it's just such
1: a, it's such a refresh. And then you have more energy to give when you are working, right? Have you ever just gotten off your phone after like answering DMs or emails or even scrolling and been like, I'm tired. Mm. Like I'm exhausted from scrolling, right? Yeah. It's so messed up. It's so messed up. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to know, give me a knowledge or wisdom, a mic drop for money mindset. I would say at the end of the
2: day keep things in perspective and remember remember your deeper why when it comes to finances as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know in one of our recent TRM calls in the, the group, right, we were talking about what's our deeper why, what's the deep motivator, that that neural trigger that yeah. really yeah, lights yeah. us up, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, for most of us, I think, if we just focus on making a certain amount of money in a month, that's that's only going to get you so far. It's only going to motivate you so much. You're going to have days when you don't really care that much. And you're like, ah, screw it. This is too much work. But Mm -hmm. if you focus on your deeper why, I'm doing this to have quality time with my kids. So they have a parent who's around, right? I'm doing this to be able to show my kids the world and give them that experience that I was lucky enough to have growing up. If you focus on those deeper things and not the dollar amount, I feel like that's when you truly grow the most and you're the most successful because you're motivated from emotion, not from something materialistic, like making, making six figures because it sounds cool or buying a certain purse. You know what I mean? So with anything else, with business, with life, with anything, focus on your deeper why and the emotional, deep rooted reason why you do what you do. And that's how you're successful.
1: Amanda brilliant as always so great to have you on thank you for sharing your upbringing where you're at now and of course where you plan on taking ajf studios my pleasure thank you so much for having me on guys thank you for joining the trainer revenue multiplier show from whatever podcast platform you are listening from whether it's stitcher itunes spotify please make sure you subscribe rate us let us know how we're doing Feel free to share on Instagram or Facebook and Facebook as well. Uh, Make sure you tag at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. You can also follow Amanda at... At Fit with an underscore at the end or at AJF Team. Perfect. And I am at Jame91. We look forward to seeing you on next week's episode. Have a great rest of your day. Happy Friday.
0: Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today.